Beautiful. So thank you for joining us today. This is episode three of the Technique Talk series during COVID. Um, it only made sense to, you know, have a conversation with you. You've been with Technique for a while, a long time. I don't even know how many years. I'm guessing five. Has it been longer than five, Sophie? My first Technique job was in 2013. So seven years? seven years, yep. Wow. Time flies. It does fly. And it's it's been an honor to watch your career growth. It's been a pleasure to work with you. You've rolled with us through the good, bad, and indifferent. And I just, you know, really appreciate you for being willing to grow with this little black company that is going to turn into an empire. And we appreciate that. Like having the support um, of artists is so important. We would not be in business um, if you guys didn't believe in us and we don't take that for granted. You've seen us come a long way and we just appreciate you believing in us and offering your skill set to us and you're just so dope. So I want to have a conversation with you about a couple of different things. Um, you know, th the first part of COVID for me, I was kind of quiet and I think a lot of us were quiet just because we're just trying to figure out what our new normal is and what that looks like. And right. I am just so proud of the way that you have pivoted. I would not be surprised if uh, Wilhelmina Models comes after you this year <laughs> for a contract. Um, and, you know, it's I don't want to put pressure on anyone to feel like they have to do anything but make it through the day during this time. But I commend you for the way that you have, you know, pivoted in a time where there's not really any makeup jobs right now. And I want to talk to you about a few things, but we can start there. Like, how did that happen? And how did you get the inclination that, okay, you know what, this is something that I can do and gain momentum and take serious. Like, what did that look like for you? Right. Well, first I wanted to say thank you for all the, you know, nice things you said. It's been great working with Technique Agency for so long. I don't think um, a lot of companies like you guys get enough credit. I mean, obviously you you're the employer of a diverse group of people but especially young black artists like myself you know mm -hmm. at a time where when i took my first and remind me what what the actual question was and okay, second, go ahead. i just, I just really wanted it. to say you know when i when i joined technique you know obviously it was a risk you guys can't even guarantee you know what i mean it's like a feel when you go to set and when you're working there, are they going to like you? Do they like your makeup? You know, it's a lot of different things that come with it. But you gave me the opportunity. And for that, I'm so thankful. And at the time, you know, what you guys were like, oh, you know, it's not that much money. You know, you're just starting off. But I'm like, what, what you guys offer me in one day is what I was getting in a week at my job. So I was like, wow. you know what? I'm going to take that risk. And then whatever happens, happens. So I'm glad that, you know. It's been a great partnership, a great working relationship with you guys for so long. So I just really wanted to say that. Thank you. And um, um, yeah, I really love y'all. I think y'all know that because y'all really Thank look you. out. You show um, us in your actions. You show us in your actions. Um, and we appreciate it. Like, you know, I don't ever want to get um, away from the fact that you guys make it possible for us to have an agency. Believing right. in us, showing up, making the clients happy. And it is a partnership, you know. You know, sometimes you call me your boss and I'm uncomfortable with that because <laughs> we're all our own bosses. And I appreciate the respect you show me as a leader, but we're all our own bosses. And I see it more as a partnership right. than us being your boss, you know, right. um, and I'm proud of you. Still the boss, lady. <laughs> huh? 
You still the boss lady. Okay, okay, okay. I'll take it. I got but, you, you know, and Rashida. You the boss lady, and then Rashida's still the boss chick. Yeah. Like, I'll be like, hey, boss. <laughs> That's what I But as far as, so what a lot of people don't know, and I'm not even sure if you guys know, what I went to college for was actually fashion merchandising. That's what my degree is in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so once I got out of college, it's crazy because you brought up the topic of pivoting. So my whole life, I've had to pivot around like my plan versus God's plan versus the world's plan or, you know, however it works. So when I got out of college, you know, with a merchandising degree, especially at the time, like we were in a recession, the only jobs that were available to me, you know, were jobs pretty much I could have had right out of high school. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the managers in the store were not saying that none of them had degrees. I'm not saying that. But they were either older where they had worked there for a really long time. You know, you're talking 10 plus years. And honestly, I didn't I didn't want to dedicate that much time to, you know, a retail job to elevate to where I felt like I needed it to be. Mm-hmm. Or they, you know, had just started working there right out of high school and were able to work their way up. So, you know, here I am, spent four years in college, spent a lot of money on my degree and it's like well i'm back to square one it's like you thinking that the world is gonna start you know yeah it didn't happen like that for me so um i've always been an artist i think you guys also knew that like i've always been able to draw really well i had an art scholarship to school um but i never really thought about makeup like that i never even really wore makeup like that but um when I started doing retail, my retail job was at a makeup counter. So the first job that I had was with Clinique. And then I ended up with Dior. But working um, behind the, I, like, I literally just learned as I went. Like, obviously, I understood, you know, color and, mm-hmm. you know, just like the art, the really artistic side of it. Um, I already understood that. So for me, doing makeup, you know, it just... I don't want to say it was easy, but it kind of just, it felt natural to Mm -hmm. me. So I pivoted from like, okay, I want to be a buyer for a store. Like I had all these plans, like I want to design, I want to do all this. And then it's like, well, you're not making that much money and you're not really finding a job in that. So it's like, okay, well, so I took the job at the makeup counter and that's when I realized like, okay, I'm skilled at this because so many people would ask me like, oh, but can you do my makeup for this? Like outside of work, Mm -hmm. I kept getting asked that. Um, so I just kind of took it where, okay, let's see what I can do with this. And I'm realizing that, you know, people were willing to pay me way more than what it would take me, you know, to work. But, you know, a lot of us, like, we just feel safer, like with that job security, it's Mm -hmm. hard to take risk when you don't really know Mm -hmm. what's going to come out of it. So at the time I was keeping my resale job. When I tell you, I was like leaving, going on my lunch break. I was taking like a two hour lunch break and thank God my managers were so cool because they wouldn't say anything to me. And I would do like two faces on my lunch break wow. and then come back to work and then leave work and do more makeup. So, um, and like I said, I, I was like on what my second or third year working behind third year working behind a makeup counter is when I got the opportunity to work with you guys. So it did kind of move rapidly considering, you know, I had mm-hmm. a job within three years of me even picking up a makeup brush. Wow. But in my mind, it felt like, dang, I struggled for a real long yeah, time. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I was the like, struggle oh. always feels like it's the longest period of our life. It always does. Yeah. Right. 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 Like, if you did my wedding back in 2012. They know the struggle. Listen, I was smiting wow. the brushes 
everywhere. Any opportunity that I had, I was taking it. So, of course, if I get an opportunity to work in television, I mean, who doesn't dream of doing that? And especially mm -hmm. Love Hip Hop Atlanta, that was like the most popular reality show at the time. I'm like, yes, yes I'm yeah. in there. <laughs> so, um, we have that to shout out really, Manny for making this introduction. Manny, too. Manny, he just—he, I feel like he hates when I bring that up. But I literally bring that up everywhere I go. Um, I mean, we have to get flowers when when they're due, right? Right, right, right. I met Manny just except freelancing, doing. We were working with this hairstylist together. Um, she was shooting content for her own brand, and that's where I met him. And we exchanged contact information and. I want it really was not that much time like after I met him and like we talked and like you know with text back and forth when he called me and was like hey you know I, I sent your info to you know technique and then you guys reached out to me I mean everything just kind of happened like whoa wait what what like I'm not ready but I am ready at the same time you know what <laughs> I mean? so um yeah I love Manny thank you Manny um so yeah that was that and then where was I in the story started um yeah working with the show and then I just that was really the pivot like I just was like okay well I am a makeup artist now it's not yeah. like a aspiring makeup artist anymore people expect me to show up and know what I'm doing yeah. now we all know you know we all learn more with repetition the longer mm -hmm. you do it the better you get at it and it's a constantly evolving industry so you, you got to be on top of it because if you're doing the same makeup you were doing 10 years ago, you're going to get left behind. So yeah. it's constantly having to learn and grow. Um, and that's what I was doing. And I just really got caught in the mix where I just completely just left the whole fashion, merchandising, like that side. So fast forward to now, I honestly need to say, um, so last summer, I really feel like I have, hopefully I don't sound crazy to people, but I just really have like a strong sense of discernment, I feel like. And I want to say last summer, mind you, I got hella makeup jobs. Like I'm doing good. I'm getting offered every day. Like, hey, you want to work on this set? You want to work on this set? But I just had like a really unsettling feeling. Like, I don't know. I feel like something's going to happen. Like, I promise you it was not like a, like something I'm making up after the fact. I really just felt like, you need to be prepared for a different move in your life. Mm. So with that, that's when okay. I started. Sorry. What did that yeah. feel like? What did that physically feel like for you? It feel it's like a it feels like just a really anxious feeling. Like I've battled with anxiety like at different points in my life. Um I feel like I've I've really learned how to just deal with it so I don't get too much in a shell. But it's 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 an unsettling feeling. I don't know how to describe it. But I've really had that same feeling at every major point, like turning point in my life. I've always felt that. That's why I give that credit to God because, you know, when you have that feeling, it's either like you're going to be afraid, you're going to shrivel up, you're going to go into a shell, or you're going to embrace that season of change and decide like, you know what, I'm going to flow through with it and whatever happens, happens. I think when we were first texting, when everything happened and you were you were just so sweet checking in on me and I was like, you know what? God got us. Like I'm never worried about that. Hopefully I'm not offended. I don't know if everybody's a believer in this thing, but um, you know, I, I just I just have a really strong sense of faith and I'm like, you know what, at every turn in my life, God has really been there. And like when I felt afraid, I've just had that comfort, like I know it's gonna be okay. 
Cause mm -hmm. I'm gonna cause I hope you don't cry because you're gonna make me cry. You know I'm about to <laughs> so I can feel my knees. I am trying to fight back the tears, but this is beautiful. Right. So I, I just really I I felt that and I, I remember I think I mentioned to you guys like I was really trying to like open a store. Like I had all these bits and pieces, like things I was trying to do, and then I would get busy with work and I would fall off of it and be like, okay, whatever. Like it just became overwhelming. But mm -hmm. I just had that sense like that, that's why I was stuck on the store thing for so long. I just really had that sense, like, I have to make something happen. Because I just felt like this isn't a permanent spot that I'm in. It was just mm -hmm. like, and again, like I said, it was nothing that was happening, like, at work or jobs that caused that. It was just something I just really felt in my spirit. Because mm -hmm. at that point, I think that was, like, the most, the, the most amount of shows I've been asked to do at one point in my career. So um, did you turn them down? Did you walk away from them? Did you still no, no, say yes? No, no, I still said yes. I, I was taking the jobs, but at the same time, I wasn't focusing on what I felt in my spirit that I needed to do. So it got away from me. Mm. Mind you, so we fast forward to what, a couple months ago, I think it was what, early March, when mm -hmm. our industry mostly got hit like really hard where it's like everything shut down mm -hmm. and before we got shut down from love and hip-hop and other shows i think i i knew it because um at dish they were saying like well it's looking like we're gonna have to stop down for a couple of weeks and as soon as they said that in my heart i was like this is not a couple weeks this is not this is gonna change like so mm -hmm. much like i just felt it and i knew that that was from, like, that was from what I was feeling. Like, people could call me crazy or whatever. I don't care. I've just always had that, like, since I knew it. I knew it. And I was like, okay, so you're not fully prepared, but you're kind of prepared because you knew this was coming. I just had, like, a sense of, like, okay, you're going to have to make a move because, mm -hmm. you know, we all, nothing lasts forever. I mean, you can make it right. as long as you want to stretch it, but nothing mm -hmm. lasts forever. Ultimately, you're going to have to make a shift in, you know what I mean? If you want to grow. Right. Like, want right. to stay in the same spot. So, um, and I'm not saying that like I'm done with makeup because as soon as y'all like, okay, y'all, we're going back, I'm like, yeah. That's the work. But. That is until Wilhelmina comes and get you and your sister. Okay? <laughs> oh, it's so funny because my mom is in here because as soon as I started, um, you know, shifting to my style content, my mom's like, see, I always told you to model. And it's like, you know what's I have no interest of like being like, a model like what I think of a model is like you know like somebody like me so I take my own pictures right and all of those pictures this... on your page you did them yourself yes yes wow I take all my own pictures I do all my own edits I do all of that um I'm, I've really been in quarantine it may look like I'm out in the streets <laughs> but I'm really at home like I have cute locations like like from my building uh -huh. and I just take pictures there and I it's just me and my palm Wow. But, um, yeah, so my mom, you know, she will always be like, yeah, model, model, model. But, like, I, I think of a model as somebody, like, you're just on point. You can get in front of a camera and you nail it. Now, that is definitely not me. It takes <laughs> me a long time. But what I can do, I can put together a look. And yes. I can put together an outfit. And I can sell you on something because I don't just put something out there just because. It's because right. it's something I actually like. So, combining all those things and just the you know, I guess the looks that God blessed me with that I like. It just all came together. So, mind you, we out of work. I want to say I, I used maybe like the first week or two to just be like, let's see what happens. And then when I'm like, nothing's going to happen. 
uh, one thing what, what does it say um faith without works is dead, dead. If you yeah. just sit there and you waiting on an opportunity I, I reposted this in my story like the other day too it was a thing um it was just talking about you know how like opportunities are going to come for you be patient and i'm like you know what that is true but at the same time sometimes you just gotta create your own create your own opportunity and yes anytime i've had something great happen it's because i've had to create my own opportunity from it well you know I mean? because god wants to see that we're going to do our part so we have to meet god you know it's not right. like us staying still he has to see action in our faith walk in order for him to meet us to make it bigger and grander and the way that he prepared it to be for us yeah right, right. so much so like again even with freelancing like if i you think if i just stayed behind the makeup counter doing makeup never took any job just wait like y'all would have never found me there's millions of people in the city half of them do makeup like no nobody's yes. gonna just jump jump in your lap and saying hey you want to work like no, right. you have to create your own opportunity so it's the same with any any point in life so you know i could have and and nothing first of all let's take a brief segment to talk about mental health it's nothing wrong with if you feel overwhelmed mm -hmm. or it's a lot going on just taking that moment for yourself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and just really oh my uncle's in here too hey uncle hi here. uncle i love the love from your family <laughs> yeah so um yeah, it, it's nothing wrong with just taking that moment and saying, like, okay. Like, you don't have to constantly feel like every second you have to be working on a business plan. I don't agree with that. Sometimes you really just have to, like, take a time for yourself and just heal yeah. and be okay. Because you're never going to get your best work if you're not your best self. Mm. That's how I feel. Say that again. You're never going to get your best work if you're not your best self. So you have mm, to take good. care of you first, be healthy first, and then you can put that effort into something else. So. Mm-hmm me because you know i'm faithful to god i was like i'm gonna be okay i'm not even gonna have a pity party let's see what we can make happen from the resources and the tools that i do have so yes i have a whole bunch of clothes <laughs> and i don't go nowhere and these outfits nobody has seen me in because you know all i do is work yeah so i got clothes i got a camera i got lighting i have i have everything i need to you know make something happen for myself so um that's just what it is i just started off i took maybe like i did like maybe five or six looks in one day when i first started and i was like i'll just start posting these and just see what happens and then i'm like oh they like this because mind you on my instagram prior to that you know it's really just my clients like you have to look hard to find because y'all would make a joke anytime i would like post me and yeah. like, oh like yeah you know because I, I never really did. You know, I'm just like, hey, this is about my business. This is about my right. job. So then when I pivoted to doing my style content, it's like, oh, you guys like me too. I'm fine. Like, I'm good. So <laughs> let's just keep riding with it. But um, again, I, I did have a plan. I know, you know, for a lot of these things, you have to have partner partnerships. You have to have business relationships with companies if you want to get paid. So I was like, well, let me just, you know, tag what i do have i already have at home it's costing mm -hmm. me nothing and i've really benefited from that so that's kind of where i am now now like what it's been like two months i think next week will be two months of me actually posting uh style content and i have gained what over well over ten thousand wow. new followers to my page just from that and being consistent with that. So it is kind of like, 
Well, I, I treat it like a job. You know, people like will come on there like, oh, you're modeling. Oh, and I think they think like it's just fine. But I'm like, no, like this is actually, you can generate so much money, like literally with just the tools that you have and the things that you're passionate about. So, um, okay. So what has changed? Okay. You've got this, all this content. Like I scrolled through your page last night and went to your website. I don't think I've seen any makeup pictures. So it's all it's all content of you and these amazing outfits and these amazing looks. So right. um what what has it done for you? Like who has reached out to you? Has have you been able to generate money through it or are you just like, you know, still doing the groundwork? Like what does it look like now? Yeah, so I have um so when I first started posting, I was realizing that the businesses that I would tag you know, they would like or comment. And then I had, um, like, the, the earrings that I'm wearing now, these are from Frugal Finds NYC. Um, and I have a lot, like, I've shopped with them before. I really like their, you know, their accessories, their jewelry. You can get a whole lot and look really fly, and it's not going to cost you a ton of money. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I was posting them, tagging them, and they was like, hey, we're going to send you, you know, even more stuff because it's working out for you. So it started like that, and then I started researching affiliate programs so basically if people aren't aware of what that is you know you can get paid or you can start a business you know by literally just referring people to the things that you already like and the things that you enjoy mm -hmm. so i spent a lot of money with amazon i have spent a lot of money over the years with amazon mm -hmm. i worked that prime uh account out <laughs> so i was like well let me you know i I think I had already signed up for the Amazon uh, mm -hmm. influencer program, but I never really used it because, you know, I was working and I'm like, okay, I don't really know what to do with this. But thank God for that, because um, I already had that affiliate program as a part of me. And a lot of things that I have, I have gotten off of Amazon. Mm. So it just started, um, you know, like that. And I've been able to, you know, like I think yesterday was the most traffic I've had on my amazon story you're talking like thousands of people on there wow. just like shopping and then i also have to um just say to the people because i know a lot of people that's on here like actually support support isn't always like buying support is sometimes like sharing or liking or commenting especially mm -hmm. on instagram because it's an app that's based on engagement so what i realized is if i post a picture the more people that share that picture the wider the reach is, which is more gain, you know, for me. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm truly thankful for everybody, like you guys, friends, family, everybody that has really, you know, if you like, comment, share, done anything on my page, like that's really just been a blessing for me. That's how I've been able to grow. Um, so I have, um, I just got approved for um, two other affiliate programs, like literally, like within the last 24 hours. Congratulations. Um, thank you. That have like way more of like the stores and the brands that I shop with. So mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. definitely can't take my foot off the gas now because, you know, I got to get all my money back. Listen, yes. I, <laughs> I've done a lot of shopping. So I'm like, if I can find a way to just get like a little, little piece of the pie from just, you know, suggesting, because people are going to do that anyway. I mean, how many times... You know, you have a hairstyle, you have a dress or, you know, something like that you like. And, you know, 10 people ask you about, you know how I mm -hmm. do about wigs, child. Mm -hmm. 10 mm -hmm. people will ask you about that. If they're going in there and buying, I feel like you should get credit. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're, you're free advertisement for these companies. So 
um that's just kind of been my new thing i'm getting these affiliate programs i mean the sky is the limit. I don't really, really I'm is. not going to limit myself on how far I can take it. Cause now I just feel like the momentum, like, okay, this is great. This is good. Yes. Like, let's keep going with it and seeing, you know, what happens. But hope, I, I guess I answered your question. I'm not sure if I No, you did. I and I, I'm enjoying life. watching the process. I really, really am. And I know um, in the last couple of years, you've been very vocal about how you've changed your diet and, and those mm -hmm. things. And you've shared those tips with us. And even me personally, I text you about it. And, mm -hmm. you know, the glow up is real and we see it and it's your time. And yeah, the sky is the limit. I, I really think that God is going to blow your mind where he's going to take you from the efforts and the consistency that you put in on this. I want to talk about two things. And one is a little bit touchy, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and this just popped in my head. I didn't think about it before. But as a makeup artist, the makeup side of you, mm -hmm. you know, we're always to be seen and not heard, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're there to do a service for people. And you're very mm -hmm. good at that. Like, the way that you cater to your clients is just amazing. But I also feel like, and it's probably not your regular clientele, but I also feel like people that are in the public eye that we cater to, they don't want us to look better than them. Have you ever experienced yeah. that? Um, to a certain degree, yes. Not um, from the, like my regular clients. Obviously, of course, they don't care. Right? They're like, go, um, Sophie, go. But it is, I think, um, especially I would say more of people that have been in the industry for a long time. You know, with with them having, because you know, to think about if you're in entertainment for a long time. That's something that you've gone with every leap and valley that has come, um, you know, every peak and valley that has come with that. So uh, when you see somebody newer, fresher coming in, even if they're not trying to take anything away from you, sometimes I think people do feel like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I I get it. Like, if I was, you know, I don't know. I don't think I would care. I mean, I've always been the type, like, I want everybody around me to shine. I want everybody around me to get you know what they can get out of it i've never been a hater but um mm -hmm. i can also i can also understand how if if you feel like you're the star and you're in the eye you don't want too many shifts away from that because mm -hmm. i mean we even see it now like not necessarily with like business relationships but we see like let's say celebrity per you know romantic relationships where one is a big star and they get with somebody that nobody really knows and then they break up and then like, oh, I made you. I created, like, you feel like that person owes you. I think it's a similar thing with our industry. You don't want that person, you know, because I'm going to keep it real with you. Yes, please. There are people, like, friends of mine that have gotten, like, you know, they started out one way. We work, you know, with clients. You know, all of, our, all of my clients are important to me. I don't really care what they do. Mm -hmm, say that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you go with working with somebody regular or somebody that does reality tv or something like that there are stars but then you get like a mega star or you get a big star and sometimes those people feel like you owe them because yes. you know of, of that type of work that you were doing for them but what they don't understand is that that's your gift that's your talent like yeah you are the star but that was a mutually beneficial relationship because yeah. Had you not had that artist, that makeup artist, that hairstylist, that stylist, the nail tech, everything else, you wouldn't have been as fly as you were. 
exactly. So let's, <laughs> let's keep it real. You know, it, it is a mutually beneficial relationship. And I will say, I mean, you guys kind of know, like, over the years, sometimes it has put me in, in touchy situations because I don't like to be, you know, we have this thing about, oh, being treated like the help. I had mm -hmm. a, a conversation with a, a really big makeup artist one time. I was like, well, we are kind of the help. And I'm like, well, you might be, but I'm not. Now, I look at our relationship like a partnership. If I'm working with somebody, obviously, I don't care how much money you make. It doesn't matter if you're a multimillionaire or you work at the mall. You know, I'm going to treat you the same mm -hmm. as my client, and I deserve the same amount of respect back. So for me, I'm like, you know what? It's a trade. Like, yes, you are a big star, but I'm putting all of my talent into helping you look the way you want to look. So with that, I, I never look at myself as like, it's not like having the big head or anything like that. I just know who I am. And I, I don't allow myself to be treated in that way. Mm -hmm. um, I never have. And yeah, like I, say, I love you for it. <laughs> a, a cost to me, I'm like, well, yeah. it is what it is. Because yeah. I mean, you know, I'm me. I can only do me. And it's not wanting to be in the spotlight. It's just about wanting to be respected in mm. what you do. Now, with that, you do have to have a certain amount of tolerance when you are working with people because it is, a, you know, your appearance is a very sensitive thing for a lot of people. And especially mm -hmm. now with social media and, you know, how people are, are critical of one another, like just mm -hmm. like they expect everybody to look perfect and spend thousands and thousands of dollars on plastic surgery. It doesn't work like that, you know, so it is a, a, a sensitive thing for the talent. I can understand that. But again, I just uh, expect to be treated with respect anywhere that I go. And it doesn't yes. matter who I'm working with. And I, I give the same amount of respect back anywhere that I go. It doesn't matter if it, if I'm dealing with the server at a restaurant or if I'm dealing with a huge television star. It's yes. just, you know, it's Your the same to me. Good. They did good, girl. Yeah, I girl. mean, you know, like, people, because you know what? I will say, oh, I learned this from Bobby Brown, the makeup artist, Bobby Brown. Mm -hmm. um, she was like one of my inspirations, like when I first started doing makeup, because I just love like her journey and her career and what mm -hmm. she became. Um, but she talks before about, you know, how she was like the assistant, 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 you know, back when she used to have all these makeup jobs. And, and the way, you know, people treat you, then those are things that you remember. So yeah. then when you're on top, you know, yes. the next year or two years, it could be 10 years later, you know, you can't go back on how no. you treated people and what you said to them. Right. So, like I said, the person that's the, the server at the restaurant one day can be the owner of your favorite restaurant, you know, next year. You never know yes. who yes. you're going to meet or what you're going to go in life. So that's why you just treat people with respect, you know, yes. everywhere that you go. I agree. I wasn't even looking at the comments. I'm sorry, oh, y'all. So many. They're loving. They're <laughs> loving what you have to say. Uh, so, Sophie, I know that you have way before COVID. We've talked about this. That you like to save money, and you understand the importance of saving money. And mm -hmm. um, it's it's hard for freelancers to save money, especially when you don't know what your budget is for the month, how many jobs you're going to get for the month, when the checks are going to show up. God forbid. So, I mean, even now we see that no one has our back, really. Like, you know, we have to figure it out for ourselves. You know, Yadis has been saying this. No one is going to save us but us. Right. But can you talk about the importance of savings and how you did it and, and why it's so important and how you develop those habits? Well, I got to give credit to my mama for that mm -hmm. because my mom, 
um, really, I mean, both my parents, but especially my mom. My mom is, is a really good saver herself, and she always has, like, a plan, you know, with four kids, you know, not too far apart in age. Like, it's been tough, you know, at times growing up. Like, we were always taken care of. We were always good, but it's because you plan and you save. Um, mm -hmm. So I do think I get a lot of those qualities from my mom. But with that, like I said, when I was first coming out of college, I was broke, broke, like broke, like broke, broke. <laughs> now, I was never like out on the street because like so I had family, my parents, they would all, they would never just, you know, leave me hanging. But I didn't want to lean on that. So when I first came to Atlanta, like I really struggled because I didn't want to have to lean on anybody. I don't want to be that burden, you know, mm -hmm. on my family. I want to make it happen for myself, which I'm glad I did go through those moments of just like, dang, I don't have not one cent in my <laughs> bank account and I need gas. Mm. I need to eat. Like, what am I going to do? Um, because those moments really taught me that, yeah, you do have to save and you do have to come up with a plan. So at that time, it wasn't because I couldn't save. It's just I wasn't making enough money to do what yeah. I, you know, have what I needed to have. So when I did start to generate money, pretty much my plan is just act like that's your last check. Now, what would you do with it? Are you just going to, you know, blow it and spend it? Or are you going to put it in the bank account and then act like it's not there? Mm -hmm. So I just have, like, personal things that's not, like, necessarily, like, a financial plan, per se. But it's just um, certain things that have really helped me. Like, I got to a point, like, when I first started making a little bit of money, I said, okay, I would never let my bank account get below this amount. Because if it's below this amount, then I'm acting like that bottom line is zero. So mm -hmm. even if you start with... $50, you can be like, okay, if, if, and did not even call her mama for money. And I would never do that. Aww. I just don't, I don't move like that. <laughs> but, um, uh, like the, yeah, like even if it's like $50, you start with $50. Okay. If you, if you, if I don't have $50 in my account, then I have nothing in my account. And then, mm -hmm. you know, cause mm -hmm. if you start from zero, you start from zero. So then mm -hmm. the next, it might be $500. So then it might be, $5,000, then it might be $50,000. You never know, but you always have to have that bottom line because that helps you save. So no matter how much money you're making, you, you I move the line up. Like, I don't move it lower. So the more money that I have coming in, it's not like I spend more. I just move my bottom line up to where, okay, well, now this is my bottom line. So now mm -hmm. if I don't have this amount in my account, then I have zero and you got to stay firm on that some people you know they need a um a savings account to help them balance that i don't i can like literally just know that that's a zero but if you mm -hmm. need a you know a savings account or something well outside of i mean you should have a savings account for other reasons but you get what i'm saying like if you need a separate account to put money in to act mm -hmm. like that's nothing mm -hmm. then you need to do whatever you know you need to do with that but um yeah that that's like just my tips. So when you do that, and then, you know, it might start with six months and six months, you'll be in a better position. And then, you know, six years, you'll be in a way better position if you just keep treating it um, in that same way. So yeah, your mom just idea. said, saving is so important, even if it's only a dollar, it will multiply. Yeah, you know, that's, that goes, that's so true, mom. Um, I didn't grow up with good money habits. I think that my parents did the best they knew to do, but I wasn't right. financially literate. And so, you know, having to learn it in my adult life has been a real challenge for me, um, especially the closer I get to thinking about, like, what does my retirement look like? Right. Um, and, you know, like now savings is like a hobby for me. Like, it's like it, it's my feel good to know right. that I'm putting um, money aside. But it took me a long time to get there. 
um, and especially with me starting my career in New York um, and just the cost of living there, it just seemed impossible. But mom, it wasn't impossible. I just didn't make it a priority. And like you said, even if it was a dollar, I wasn't doing it just because my overhead was so much and the cost of living is so much. That was my excuse. Right. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, this maybe has shaken us all up, especially as freelancers, people that don't have necessarily a 401k from a job and don't know what they're dependent on other than what they're making. Um, there's a way that we can figure out how to save. Like, right. seriously. So I would say start with that. Even if you don't have a lot of knowledge about like financial plans and those type of things, just the small steps that you can do will help you, which is why, like, I mean, I'm not going to say I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't worried when everything first started because it's like, you know, we don't know how long this is going to go, but I didn't feel that sense of immediate panic because I knew, like, I planned for this. That's why you plan. That's why you save. Like, you have to save for a rainy day. Like, everything, like, before this happened, I was working on three different shows at the same time. And at Y'all, the same she, time... I don't know when she slept. I really don't know <laughs> when she sleeps. I was looking at one of your posts the other day about your alarm clocks for the week and right. what time you have to get up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Right. I, um, I, like, I would have, like, multiple alarms, like, like throughout the day. Like, hey, hey, get up. You got to really get up right now. Yeah. Okay, you're not going to be on time. Like, I'm that type of person. But, um, you know, again, you're thinking, like, oh, I got three different jobs. Like, I'm good. And then guess what? All of those things can disappear in a second, which is exactly right. what happened. Exactly so why, what happened. That's why you just, you know, you have to plan. You always have to plan. You always have to prepare for a rainy day. Like certain things happen. I mean, not to get too personal, you know, with my my family's business, but you know, I really learned from that. Like with my parents, like you can have everything at one time, and then things like literally outside of your control can happen to where it puts you in a really bad bind. If you don't plan for those rainy days, that's how you get messed up. Because let's be honest. From what I've seen now, I don't know if anybody um, on here that's a, a small business, I don't know any personal ones that have applied for, you know, that applied for relief that actually got it. But what I did see is like major companies like Ruth Chris and yeah, uh, very I upsetting. think like Shake Shack, but they gave it back. But, mm -hmm. you know, all these, they're getting all the money. Yeah. We're the ones sitting here left to, you know, fend for ourselves. Yeah. So that's why. And it, that's what's, you know, not to go on a rant, but that's just what's crazy to me. I'm like, you know, they're not, they can't go two months without, you know, operating and where it's a new thing. But us regular people, us regular working people, we're expected to just make do. That is so crazy. It's, it's disheartening. And, it, you know, that statement, the rich get richer, the poor get poor is so true. But then that's when we have to take our power back, support one another, right. and, you know, what we have going on. You know, I've not i've been trying not to spend money in this time but i'm also being cognitive that i want to support every small business that i know of right you know in any way that i can you know right. so the money that i have been spending is trying to circulate dollars uh, within our community and people that i know even if it's something i don't need you know it's like these, this p person is out here trying to make it for themselves trying to figure it out for themselves and i'm right. going to support that and it's you know back to young niece's point no one is going to save us we have to save no ourselves money. i mean we can complain about it all day long and it is very frustrating to see the disparity in how minorities and small businesses are really treated as opposed to these fortune 500 companies that really can do without these funds but we just got to take our power back and figure it out you know within our own communities
Right, and that, and that's so important because, like you said, just just the support alone, even if it's not financial support, like you can do so much. Like I said, by people, you know, friends of mine, family of mine that like share my posts or whatever, like that has literally made the biggest difference mm -hmm. in what I'm trying to do. Like support can be so small, um, and as far as spending money during this time, I've only really spent money on things that I feel like that can either make me money. Mm. Or I'll be really upset if they lose their business because of it. So like, <laughs> like, listen, I'm a support. Okay, what do you need? Yeah, I need y'all to stay in business because I need y'all to, you know, keep operating. But I think yes. that's so um, important. And also, you know, since we're two black women, like, let's. I feel like a lot of times within our communities, we have this thing about black businesses and. Like, oh, well, it's like this because uh, we don't know how to do this or they don't know how to treat this. I got two things to that. One, I've had like a, a not like a similar thought, but it, I remember this was like a couple years ago. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember, but it was like this big thing about like a movement where everybody like we had like a week where you just support black businesses yes. and operate. So I was part of that. And I'm like, yeah, where are we going? Let's get out. So I went to this one here in Atlanta and I had a terrible experience. A terrible experience. I feel like it would have been very wrong of me to blast them, blast them. as a black bitch because you've gone to establishments operated by different colors mm -hmm. and had bad experience, but you didn't blast them nope. and make it like it was their, a color thing. That mm -hmm. was just a business thing. I don't think that's not a black thing. That was just, you know, they mm -hmm. didn't know what they was doing as far as operating their business. But that let's not associate that with being a black business. Let's just yes. associate that with just being a business that you didn't have a good experience with. Yes. Um, I, I would just, I would like to see us stop doing that to one another and to our businesses. And it just creates this narrative um, that I completely disagree with. And I brought that up because as far as beauty industry, so I'm in the uh, black business owners of Atlanta Facebook group, which is a huge group. It's thousands and thousands of people in there. And someone put up a post about, like, black, why are there no black nail salons? And some of the comments were just really outrageous to me. Like, you know, oh, well, with black nail salons, you got to do, you know, X, Y, Z. You got to book in advance. You got to do this. You got to, they don't do feet. They don't do all this. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, so, you know, I had to shout out my, my nail tech, Maddie. Her Instagram is Nail Manor, if you don't know. She keeps me on point and um it, it she uh, she works in a black business business salon nail salon uh which is terrence terry's salon mm. and everybody in there you know is, is black yeah and i've had a great experience by you know going in there it's always pleasant like i've never had a bad experience but let's say i did what kind of person would i be to go and blast that as like oh black businesses are bad. I mean, that's the same way we get, you know, racially profiled and stereotyped by yes. other people. Why would we do that to each other? So I had to bring it up in the group and I, you know, let's, let's talk about each point that you're making. Yeah. Like I do have to book an appointment with mm -hmm. my nails tech, but I also have to book an appointment if I'm going to Spotsdale or mm -hmm. anywhere else, you know what I mean? Some mm -hmm. restaurants, you go to a fancy restaurant, you got to have a reservation yeah, that's not a black business. That's just a business. Some people have different business models, and you know, I, I don't, I don't think that should be like a knock on your shoulder that you got to make an appointment with the 
you know, a black nail salon. I'm trying to think of what the other points. I know somebody else said that they saw the post. Um, yeah. So help me remember, but some of the things that they were saying, but my whole point being was that, you know, especially at times like this, this is when we really, because this was within quarantine when I saw this post. Mm. And I'm like, wow, we're going to, we're not going to do this in the black business owners group. We're going to do this. We're going to disrespect <laughs> the you know, black I business think, owners. Um, it's, it's very disheartening when we do that. You know, Yanni says it all the time. They don't treat Brad like that. And Brad is the white man, right? Right. Brad doesn't go for this. So why do we go for it? And right. I think it's conditioning. I think it comes from as far back as slavery with them wanting us to hate each other, right. wanting us to hate ourselves. And, right. you know, just not being patient, you know, not being patient with black businesses. I, I mean, I've had people say that about technique. Like, this is why I don't do business with black people. And I'm like, really? Really? I just hate when it when it especially when it comes from us and it comes back to that. Like you could have came up with any other characteristic. This is why I don't deal with people from New York or this is why uh -huh. I don't deal with people from Atlanta. But it always goes back to black. Why? Like why does it always come back to that? You know what I mean? Because just as many times as you've had a bad experience from a, a black business, I'm sure you've had a good one. It doesn't have to go back to it being a black thing. Like I said, I've gone in walmart and had a a, a bad experience am i like right. oh it, it's because of your race like how ridiculous does that sound you know what mm -hmm. i mean yeah so i just would really like to see you know so it starts with us the 30 people in here that we will make a vow to be patient with black businesses to support right. them to honor them and to keep them going how about right that? Or you don't always have to public. Let's say you do have a bad experience with one. Sometimes it's just a conversation you need yeah. to have. You don't always have to publicly bash them or get everybody else to, you know, hate them. I just, I just really don't like that. And I feel like, especially like I said, now during this time, like our communities, our businesses, they really need our support. And even yes. if you have had a bit, bad experience, sometimes it's just simply exp explaining in a calm way where hey, you know, I didn't feel good when this happened. What can we do to, you know, mm -hmm. make this better? Sometimes it's that simple. Nobody wants to have, you know, well, let me not say nobody, but most people don't want to have a business, you know, that people hate. You right. want people to enjoy it. So yes. sometimes it's just a, a, a conversation to have. And like I said, we, especially now, like you said, we're not getting, you know, if you waiting on the government to come down and swoop in and help you out, you're going to be waiting forever. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> So, you know, it's about supporting one another, not just black businesses, all businesses, especially small yes. businesses, but especially, you know, like I said, two, two black women, like we know how it is like within our communities and it is important to keep money circulating within our communities. That's how our communities thrive. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I really think that's just an important thing. And, you know, while we're talking about pivoting or whatever, if you do see somebody that's, you know, starting a new business, support them, even if it's not um you know financial, financial. like i said yeah. it, it could be the smallest thing um the girl that does my brows like i haven't been to her since the you know i've been thugging it out on my own <laughs> in uh quarantine but she was like hey i'm gonna do a um a microblading i think it's like an online microblading you know thing can you post this of course i can post it you know what i mean it's something that's so small yeah that can help support people in ways you you do not know right like right. i said now i have um I remember when I first looked at my insights on my page, like when I first started posting, it was like, like I would say maybe 90%. It was like, wait, it was a very high percentage. Everybody was in the U S 
now I'm starting to see small percentages in different places, the UK, South Africa, mm. like all these places pop up on the chart that were never there before. Now, that has to come from support, like people sharing and people, you know, showing that, hey, look at this girl, I think she's fly. Otherwise, they would have never seen it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like I said, something so small that you can do. Right, somebody said, and it's free. Something that doesn't cost you anything um, that we can help support each other at this time because like you know i'm just i'm so thankful like i just really feel like this has created a whole nother line for me on top of you know being a makeup artist and i you see that uk person me. uk here and we love you yeah like listen i was like oh i'm definitely going to take a trip listen yeah take my money i'm gonna get my money back right <laughs> 2021 i'm in the uk yes I'm I love yeah, it. I, I've gotten a lot of love from from there, and um, I just got a um, I got reached out to by an interview. It's a a black publication, a really big publication in the UK, and they want to interview me for um, yeah for their magazine. So you know, I, I'm I'm making moves out here. I love and, it, and you can make moves from your house. I love <laughs> it in your home, staying safe. Well, I'm inspired um, by, you know, just talking to you and watching you. I, I feel like I was slow to catch on to what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm, I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is a whole new Sophie. Like, <laughs> she is really operating in a whole nother lane. And it was just beautiful to see. Um, so I'm just excited to see where everything takes you. Your heart and your spirit is so good. And you have the work ethic and the talent to, to back it up. You just cannot lose out here, Sophie. You Thank cannot you. lose. Thank you. We can't lose. Listen, we can't you, lose. You just gonna plan. Yeah. Gonna do, and that's it. That's all um, you can do. We'll have to do this again because I, you know, I have one more topic that I wanted to go over, but I know it's gonna take us over um, our hour mark. So we'll have to do this um, in a couple of weeks again because I, I really do want to talk about. You know, there's a lot of people on here. I feel like that you know have worked in TV, maybe want to work in TV. Um, and what it looks like on the outside is not what it looks like on the inside. And I think that you could offer some real advice without breaking our NDAs in, in right. regards to really being prepared. Because, you know, I just feel like you kind of got thrown into it. And most of the people at Technique kind of just got thrown into it and just had right. to figure it out because a lot of times these opportunities come to people like you at the last minute. Like there right. was no training for it. it was just like okay we need you tomorrow <laughs> you know right so right. you know if we can help people like if this is something that people really want to do work in tv there's a lot of reality tv in atlanta but you've done all types of television commercials mm -hmm. and movies and stuff but just you know what it looks like on the outside is not what it is in the inside and i would like to have another conversation with you on just helping people be more prepared for what that experience is like because you yeah, might not want it after you hear itself. about it <laughs> Right, right, right. You know what's crazy? I had um a friend reach out to me. Like she ha she has a really good job, you know, and and I can understand you just not being happy with your career, and and she was just like, you know, I, I want to do makeup, you know, I want to be a makeup artist, which is cool, but it's like I really I that is a whole different topic because I think people just need to really understand what all comes with that mm -hmm. one of the main things is work-life balance um yeah i did have the opportunity to work on a movie uh last year uh coming to america and that was a really really great experience but it also made me think like wow like 
if you really want to make the big bucks and you want to hang with the big bucks, like that, that's a that's a lot of personal sacrifice that you have it to is. make. You know what I mean? Um, it is because 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 your presence is needed um, everywhere you go. It's not like it's a job. Like you have to physically be there mm -hmm. every day when they need you. And I think um, a lot of people just really don't understand that about like the freelance size. I think it's fun. Like oh, you make money and then you take trips. Like listen. You have to really bust your butt for a long time before it's just like, yeah, you know, income that doesn't, you know, that you can do those type of things. It takes a lot of work. So, um, yeah, like that's a whole topic within itself because there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a freelance artist. But just being a freelancer in general is just a whole different type of thing that I feel like unless you just just have the support if you got somebody that take care of you and you can just, you know, go jump out there and do mm -hmm. it. By all means, go ahead. A lot of us didn't have that. I right. didn't have that to where I'm just like, okay, let me just start something new and then all my bills and everything's going to be paid. It didn't work like that. So yeah, I feel no. like it, it's nothing wrong with it, but you do have to, you do have to have a plan. You do have to have a plan and you have to really fully understand what the business is before you just jump right into at least that type of thing. I, yes. I mean, everybody's different, but like, it's, I don't know if I could, for me, it was something that I really wanted to do, and it was something I knew I was born to do, is being an artist. Yes. Um, now, if I had a good little, you know, high-paying corporate, I don't know if I would have just jumped out there and said, you know, <laughs> said, okay, bump everything up and do makeup. But um, that's just, that's just me. Not without a plan. But, again, it's, it's nothing wrong with it. There's a lot of benefit um, that that comes with it too you know yeah because you are able to you know make decisions for yourself and you don't have like a you know a person just sitting on top of you saying okay you got to work this day this day this day now when you when you join a project obviously you're expected to work to commit and be fully to commit present. to it but um you can always say no so that is a benefit of doing that versus when i think my first retail job was at Belk, and our store manager did not allow um, anyone in my department to take weekends off. So you thinking like uh, you, every single weekend, like I, I have no work life balance. I can never do anything. I can't go anywhere with my friends. I can't, you know. That's a miserable do... person that right. made that mandatory. It was a hater, but yeah. it's okay. Look at me now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but, um... Exactly. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So, so being a freelancer has did that. I, you know, I've been able to go where I want to go and, you know, move around how I want to move around just outside of my job requirements. So that's always been a, a really good thing. But yeah, that is, that's a whole nother topic within itself. Like, well, we'll pick it up we'll have it because I think it's important to know. Um, and, you know, maybe Lee, maybe help people be more prepared than we were when we got into TV and film because right. I didn't have a blueprint either. I just right. jumped into it and immediately knew this is the lane I wanted to operate in. And, you know, just stayed kind of in TV and film. Um, but I would be honest, I feel like that's changing for me um, yeah. in regards to, you know, like really wanting to be deep into TV and film because um, right. it's it's hard and there's no balance there. Um, and right. it's very stressful. And just after experiencing, you know, this COVID thing, it's like, what's really important? Like you can right. make money and not be stressed out. Right. Isn't that that don't mean you won't work but it doesn't yeah. have to be. Stressful. And I just want to say, I, you know, I've, I've seen your growth and I feel like in the last couple of years, you have been more vocal. You have been more vocal in terms of, I don't want to do this. No, right. Yeah. I feel like in the beginning, 
you were eager to say yes all the time, but right. now you've gotten to a place of maturity and growth and you know what you should say yes to that works for you and what doesn't work for you. And I, I uh, commend you for that. And I respect you for that. You know, there's your, your no is powerful. All of our no's are powerful and it's a complete sentence. Right. Yeah. Just, just on a, on a light note. Cause I remember you was asking me about doing the, um, the wing liner. And yes. I just to show, like you, this is completely not even. I am the worst at doing. I don't know how to do it on myself. But I just, I just quit. I just be like, you know what? That's good enough. I don't even stress over. It. I'm like, I, I'm not, I'm not equipped to teach other people how to do it because I can barely even do it on myself. But um, it was just funny because I'm like, yeah, they're definitely not even. They never. Yeah, are. you're like, no, let's get the wing liner part. Like, I really want to know how to do it. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure it out. I started. I start. Listen, I draw a line, and then I take it from... You see, it's not even yeah. all the way at the corner. And I just make... If you tilt your head back, you can make a straight line. And that's I don't it. know. Like I feel that, like I got too much meat right there. I'm uh, Well, you know, everybody I shape ain't the same. Because I have clients that love a wing, and I'm like, you're just not the best candidate for a wing just because of your... Maybe not. Uh, Maybe but not. But you can do Maybe one. I'm you not. just need to do, like, a small one. But, yeah... I, I, I can, yeah, sisters, sisters not twins. Not twins yeah. Mine ain't never right. I'm like, how am I gonna teach somebody how to do a wing? I can't do it. <laughs> I can't even get it right. I respected it. I respected it. But Sophie, we love you. Thank you for giving up your time today and having a technique talks with us. Thank you for being a part of the family and being such an amazing leader. We are honored to be a part of your growth and your destiny. And we're so excited to see where it's going to take you. Thank you so much. I'm so appreciative of you guys being part of my journey and like I said the sky is the limit for us like I'm, yes. I'm ready to see within the, ne the next 10 years what it's gonna look like for both of us yes same same well happy Monday everybody and thank you guys for joining and we'll talk to y'all later bye Sophie thank you bye bye